0: Across Africa, at least 42 countries, including Nigeria, have had state-enforced localized or national lockdowns. This is as at the end of April. However, these lockdowns are being phased out in a bid to revive struggling economies. So, what is the state of affairs across the continent and what has been the impact of the pandemic specifically on Nigeria's manufacturing sector? Hello and welcome to Now, our podcast which examines the impact of the COVID 19 pandemic on all aspects of our lives. I am Kadriya Ahmed. Dr. Ibrahim Meyaki, CEO of the Africa Union Development Agency, says Africa is in for a rough ride.
1: Institutions will be shaken on how they manage concomitant crises, a crisis of security, a crisis of food security, a crisis related to COVID. And uh, evidently, in these cases, regional solutions will be absolutely fundamental.
0: Dr. Onye Kachi Onobugu, the CEO of Fruited Juice and Services, tells us why manufacturing in Nigeria is highly susceptible to the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: Manufacturing in Nigeria today is heavily dependent on imports, particularly raw and spare parts.
0: The Acting Director General of the Manufacturers Association of Nigeria, Ambrose Oroche, tells us the specific impact of the pandemic on manufacturing.
3: If I use on the on statement, it has um, a lot of negative impact on them in the form of that um, Production has ceased, virtually in all the sectors of the manufacturers.
0: Prolific artist Paul play takes us back, way back, with one of his biggest hits. Been waiting all my
4: life, all oh, the one I love. She's always in my dreams, she's my fantasy. The moment I saw you, walking through that door.
0: We begin with the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa, which held a high-level virtual debate on Africa's COVID-19 lockdown
5: exit strategies.
0: Rona Meyer, who dialed in for Radio Now, filed this
5: report. As 38 of Africa's 54 countries recorded lockdowns that have lasted at least 21 days, attention has shifted to the dwindling monetary value of all goods and services made within the continent. This value, which is recorded as the gross domestic product, has been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Vera Songwe The executive secretary of the U.N. Economic Commission for Africa revealed that one month of a full lockdown across Africa would cost the continent $65 billion. That's about 2.5% of Africa's annual GDP.
6: Yes, we can quantify GDP when we say we lock down, but how do we quantify lives? And, and really, this is the question that we must ask as we sort of struggle with, is a lockdown good? Is a lockdown not good? Should we Should we wear masks? Is mask an important thing to do to prevent this? We've launched a survey, which is in our study, that says that people have reduced meals by 50%. So essentially, does that make them also a little bit more amen- uh, uh, at risk to get the disease because then their immune systems are weaker and they are not as strong? That is why I think that uh government leaders, maybe they need to do targeted, you know, food supplies. Of course, Africa is an informal sector, which is quite huge. So how do we get to those people? I think those are all the tensions that governments are facing and are struggling with as they look at this lockdown.
5: The UN study shows that between the 14th and 20th of April, businesses in Africa reported they were operating at only 43% capacity. Though larger firms are operating at a slightly better rate, the manufacturing, health, entertainment, utilities and transport subsectors have been worst hit across the board. Dr. Ibrahim Mayaki, Chief Executive Officer of the African Union Development Agency, says Africa will be facing multiple challenges.
1: Institutions will be shaken on how they manage concomitant crisis, a a, a crisis of security, a crisis of food security, a crisis related to COVID. And uh, evidently in these cases, regional solutions will be absolutely fundamental. And I I think African leaders are fully aware of the necessity to look at uh, regional regional solutions. Small and micro, small and medium enterprises will be the main vector to revitalize our economies once we exit the lockdowns.
5: Kennedy Odede, the co-founder of Shining Hope for Communities, an advocacy group which combats poverty and gender inequality in slums, says lockdowns must not result in loss of income for Africa's informal workers who are already identified as poor.
6: It's okay to restrict movement. But can we also boost the economy? I know I'm really advocating for debt forgiveness for Africa, but I'll also be very sad if that money goes to few individual pockets. I'll be so sad. Cash transfer will be really good to these kind of communities. Otherwise, Africa is going to be faced, and I'm saying it again, again. If we don't work together, the Africa rising narrative is not reaching on the crowd, and things might explode.
5: Dr. Mayaki expressed similar sentiments. He added that the existing quality of Africa's leadership would determine post-lockdown outcomes for each country, while Ms. Songwe urged civil society and the media to monitor African governments as they receive and administer funds.
1: You cannot lock people down when we don't have cash, we don't have food. So if you impose lockdown, then you need to find a way to give them cash or to give them food. And that's where we go to the governance issue. Countries which have sound governance systems, which have already learned how to manage these sound governance systems will exit properly and will find the right ways to have the necessary budgetary allocations because resources will be reduced. If they are reduced, you will need to reallocate according to new priorities. And for that, you need sound governance system. So I, I'm, I'm not really worried about countries like Rwanda, like Ghana, and some others. In uh, countries where you have extreme inequalities, this extreme inequality will have a repercussion on how the governance systems really adapt.
6: I think governance becomes a particularly important part of this conversation And as we exit, I think one of the things that we have to start thinking about is how can we bring civil society and the media to begin to monitor those resources, you know, at the higher level. But we also need to make sure then that when we get those resources, they get to the right places and the people who need them the most get them. And the question is, how can we do that? I think we need to come together much more strongly to work to ensure that governance works uh, uh, as we get out of this crisis so that we can ensure that the most vulnerable do not fall further
5: behind As Africa pushes past 54,000 coronavirus cases the World Health Organization projects that transmission of the virus will be slower due to the continent's age pyramid social and environmental factors However unless the current lockdowns bend the curve then between 29 million to 44 million Africans could end up infected rona Meyer reporting for radio now closer to home nigeria's
0: manufacturing is taking a drubbing as a result of the pandemic and the havoc it has caused to the global economy generally and to the price of crude which remains nigeria's main source of foreign exchange dr onyekachi onubugu is the ceo of fruta juice and services i asked him to tell me how his business is faring?
2: The pandemic has had a significant impact in our ability to produce, distribute, and keep most factories running. Uh, if you know those in the consumer goods space, China had predominantly been a key supplier for machines, machinery, raw materials, spare parts, and all the like. And the shutdown of China and indeed Europe and the Americas and I, I dare say, I think over half of the world has meant that, one, from the sub-production standpoint, most of us in the manufacturing space have struggled. We have not been able to get our spares as usual. The costs have gone up significantly where you can get them. You are struggling with getting them to be shipped and or freighted or air freighted or sea freighted from different locations. So what you see is that most organizations and most manufacturing firms have struggled to physically or practically keep their operations running. So what you're doing is cannibalizing one line to fix products in the other line. Then there's a the raw material standpoint that you have the challenges of imported raw materials going up significantly in terms of costs. So everything from sugar, literally to external packaging for those who use packaging sleeves, carton, everything has gone up because significantly the suppliers in Nigeria cannot access these materials. So the impact on raw material prices have gone, gone up significantly. Then there's the third part in terms of the actual production, um, because we are shut down. Even though some businesses are termed, in quotes, um, essential services, the truth is that movement of people, staff, to locations and back has been horrendous. So either they didn't get transport to come to work, or they're being harassed as they move to work by law enforcement agents, or they are being harassed by when they go back. So. We also forced to shut down significant chunks of our production capabilities just to manage um, our production facilities within the context of the COVID-19 government regulations. In manufacturing facilities that have production lines that have been designed to have X amount of people on the line in this distance, um, it's difficult. So that also affected the actual production.
0: Are you able to give us a summation of um, the, the total cost on business? And here I'm talking in monetary terms. I'm also talking in terms of productivity. But also, lastly, in terms of just um, manpower, have people been sacked as a result of these problems?
2: I, I wouldn't be able to say in monetary terms because it's imp- impacted different industries differently. But it has significant impact on a monetary standpoint. In terms of productivity, I would dare say that we've lost... of our productive capacity in terms of people, resources, just because to to work has been difficult. So every manufacturing concern has struggled. It doesn't matter. um, Even the the essentials have struggled. Everyone has struggled. But more importantly, you ask the fundamental question, has it impacted jobs? The answer is yes. It's yes, because even the, the essential businesses, and the few of them that were running, they struggled. They, some could produce, but could not ship out. Some could ship out, but they could those locations and the markets were closed. When the markets are closed, your customers and consumers can't sell. So while we all assume that, oh, there's a boost in sales in every food sector, for instance, it's not really been the case, because a lot of markets in a lot of locations were shut down. So practically, your products might get there, but they couldn't sell. But what does that meant? That meant that in the month of March,
0: your experience, because I know you also um, were the CMO of a major uh, manufacturing company um, in 2017 when we had another major recession. So your advice to businesses based on experience and everything that you're seeing is to do what exactly if they are listening to this interview, any business owners, be them big or small.
2: The first principle of any business deal will be survived. How do I survive if I cannot grow top-line revenue? If, you know, businesses plan growth strategies. For me, the first plan today is survival strategy. So what do I do to ensure that my April sales numbers, if I was to survive on the April numbers, which is for the next seven months, can my business survive? If it can't, then make the cost-cutting contingency measures you need to put in place now to ensure that if your business doesn't grow, you survive. The days of looking for exponential growth based on X, Y, Z, I think is long gone. The first thing is survive and survive even at the, you know, make, make people make, want to make profit. I'll probably say, be sure that you can make an operational break even so that at least you can you can pay your bills and keep going.
0: The Manufacturing Association of Nigeria represents all companies across many sectors. The organization, therefore, has a big picture view of the impact of COVID-19 on its members. I asked the acting director general, Ambrus Orochi, how badly manufacturing as a whole has been affected by the pandemic.
3: So I use devastating, it's understatement. Production has ceased virtually in all the sectors of the manufacturers. And that implies that while there's no production, the, the loan repayment is outstanding, the salary of workers is there, and other dental pay, um, expenditures are still running while the companies are not in production. The second quarter contribution of manufacturing the GDP may not be up to 5%.
0: Share with us, what are the specific issues that have forced them to cease operations?
3: You know, there is a lockdown. You cannot go and open your, your factory. And before a com- the complete shutdown came in, many of them have been complaining. Most raw material producers in China are not selling their raw materials because they are also quarantined, they are also locked down. So those that don't have the ability to get, that couldn't get their raw materials the last year in, are having challenges of continuing to production before the COVID came to Nigeria, but the lockdown brought the business to their knees.
0: And has the easing up of the lockdown in a place like Lagos, has that made any difference at all in the last few days?
3: The work of manufacturers in Nigeria is in Ogun State, uh, but Ogun has locked down. Ogun has now eased up, okay. So many companies have not gone to production. Even those that have in um, Lagos people, many of them cannot produce because of the hour of operation. Now they were asked to operate from nine to three or six. Uh, the time is not there for them to engage their workers, to fully utilize them to be able to end their wages. And then the social distancing talks about you, don't, you have two meters away from each other. Now imagine a, a, a company that has about a thousand workforce in a production floor line, then you have to reduce them to 20. I don't think that the company will be able to produce. Because what a thousand people does naturally, 20 people cannot do it. So COVID comes with devastating challenge to the manufacturing sector.
0: Now, globally, of course, you know that this is um, part of the challenge that has faced a lot of uh, countries, including the biggest economies in the world, you know, achieving a balance between keeping the economy going and, um, and generally protecting public health. What is the Manufacturers Association position regarding this particular um, difficulty that is facing many countries?
3: Yeah, we, we also understand that health implication of the COVID is the healthy people that talks about the economy. But you also know that the economy also is a superstructure of any, any uh, society. If the people does not have money, if they can't uh, feed themselves, then the health issue will be complicated. If we said, okay, let's keep it, all the businesses shut down because we are fighting COVID. You will find out that when we finish fighting COVID, there won't be any business to run, and people will start dying of, the, of hunger, of famine, and killing themselves. No, so- it will be worse for the society. That's why we are talking about balancing, getting in between the two. S- try to find a way of sustaining business, at the same time taking care of the health
0: Outside the sort of immediate challenges posed by COVID, everybody is anticipating that um, we are going to go through a really bad recession globally. And Nigeria with its mono um, uh, product economy where we uh, get a foreign exchange only through the sale of oil and gas is already taking a massive hit in terms of its income. How is manufacturing preparing to deal with this particular challenge? Because I know you also faced something similar during the recession uh, in 2015.
3: The recession between 2017 came in. The central bank came with a lot of policies to restrict forex to import few things. That helps in the backward integration. But as soon as forex began to flow, most of these policies went moribund. Now we have a challenge, uh, and the challenge is not now. Really. The challenge is coming, and uh, maybe in the month of July or August, we'll understand the import of the challenge we are in. Now, how will manufacturing cope? I am foreseeing many manufacturing companies shutting down their plants. So, what do we do? We are the uh, Advice Central Bank, to look at how we can – it's not about defending Naira, because you can't defend Naira with the forex you don't have. I think the era of restricting imports has come again. We should allow the forex, the remaining forex we have, to go to those that are transforming uh, raw materials into finished products in the country, there are luxury items we can do away with. But if we continue to allow importation of finished products, with the scarce, scarce for we have, it will help, it will uh, kill more of the factories, but we can take advantage of this by, intro, by, say, having a policy of import substitution that will encourage more factories coming into, on board.
0: Is there any sort of um, uh, formal conversation taking place with your sector, the federal government, and the CBN, in terms of just preparing for the inevitable uh, problems that the recession will bring? Any sort of formal conversation?
3: So we have not had that uh, initially with the CBN governor. We had that during the Sourados government, the Central Bank governor. You know, we enjoyed some them uh, because we have that within. But this current CBN governor does not believe we he needs us to advise him. We have written several right to central bank governor. Don't it's better you go through the association which has a more holistic view of the challenges than a, a member company.
0: So, sir, if um, these issues are not resolved, and like you said, we see a drop uh, in GDP contribution from 87 to about 5%, in human terms, can you give us a rough idea of um, what this will mean? How many jobs will be lost?
3: I cannot put a figure on statistics now how many jobs will be lost. But as we're speaking now, many jobs are going... Because many companies cannot continue to pay workers that are not doing anything. There's a level of wealth they can sustain the workforce without of uh, increasing their capacity. Because most of them currently now
2: operate less than 30% capacity.
0: Are you feeling optimistic then, given what is happening, the financial challenges, the challenges posed by the actual practicalities of... Um, trying to uh, ensure that uh, the COVID-19 disease doesn't spread. What are the prospects for manufacturing uh, in Nigeria over the next six months?
3: If manufacturers are supported with Forex, then there are possibilities of them sustaining their production and increasing their capacity. But if Forex is not there for them to get in needed raw materials, you know which cannot be produced locally then the challenge of many of many of them will be, will begin to fold
0: Can I ask you something very quickly? You know, we keep hearing that we are manufacturing locally, but then people keep telling us that there are essential raw materials that need to be brought in. Why are we not able to create the raw materials that we need for manufacturing as a way of creating, if not total, but, uh, you know, major independence from dependence on uh, dollar prices? Yes, that
3: that requires a lot of money on research and development. Most of these raw materials are, are franchised. They are patented. You, you you don't have right to reinvent them in your country without getting approval. And to get a patent to do it, you need to pay a lot of money. So you depend on them. But if you need to develop an alternative, you need to do a lot of research. You need to invest a lot of research and development. You know that's where government policy comes in.
0: Sir, listening to you, what what it sounds like um you, you are saying to me is. If we are serious about changing the way we do things and growing the Nigerian economy in real terms, we have to have a total overhaul of policy and the way we do things.
3: Uh, that's, That's why I'm saying there should be overhaul of policy. We should have a development plan that has to give more priority to industrialization. Industrialization plan has to be agreed by all stakeholders and government has, has a, a major state to, to need in, in terms of funding. It can't get money from commercial banks for research and development. So there should be a, a, a very humongous quantum of money assigned for those that want to go into research and development.
0: Prolific singer and CEO of Playground Records, Paul Play-Dairo, has been a leader in the entertainment industry for over 20 years. Known for hit records such as Angel of My Life, Modukwe and Mosho he spoke to Bola Brown about how COVID-19 is affecting his artistry and his business.
4: Yeah, COVID-19 business, everybody knows that it's actually going to affect the music industry. Because, basically, most of the money that you make from this business is from concerts, um, it's from, you know, club, um, engagements, it's from, you know, parties. And that is where, you know, you make the bulk of the money. And uh, in that kind of setting, you will need people to gather together. So if if everybody's on lockdown, it's very difficult to make money. Myself, for instance, I'm supposed to, like... I'm supposed to have like three um shows this May but it has been cancelled. We only pray and wish that this will go away very soon. As a musician and an artist who has been almost in the industry for almost 20 years, what advice would you give to other artists, musicians or people in the creative industry in general uh during this period of uh this pandemic? I would advise musicians to uh, just understand that it's actually going to hit on them. I'm actually going to affect them. Uh, going to affect their purse, so they need to actually look for other ways to make money. For instance, people are going into. Uh, I've seen some people actually go online to do something like a small concert or play music, so that people can come in and send money to their account. And so everybody's just looking for ways to, you know, some people are setting up um, live programs. Uh, to build up their fan base while everybody's is on lockdown. So people are trying so many other ways to make money or to create, you know, build your fan base. Uh, the best way to make money from the music business right now is to put your music on streaming platforms and get people uh, to go there and stream. At least you can make money from that. Every other thing right now is still on hold. I mentioned that because it's a way of keeping your heads above the water because they can't afford not to have any income at all. Manufacturers are complaining that um, a lot of jobs will be lost during this um, pandem- pandemic period and the foreseeable future. How do you think this will affect the um, entertainment industry and artists? Right now it's really bad all over the world. Everybody's experiencing this uh, economic crisis, uh, home in you know in the US and the UK People are downsizing, companies are actually looking off uh, their staff. So at this point, I think that uh, the situation is is, is really beyond beyond government, it's beyond uh, corporate Nigeria. What I think can be done is people should just find ways... A lot of people see it as a you know, I really don't know. But I know for musicians, that, you know, if you don't want to end up being hungry at home, you should look for, you know, other means. For the benefit your fans, can you just give us maybe one verse of one of your new tracks or maybe an old one? For at least let them know that, yes, Paul play is still around in town and kicking. Yeah, I think I'll do the one that's very popular. I'll do the English in my life. Been waiting all my life For the one I love She's always in my dreams She's my fantasy The moment I saw you Walking through that door Girl, I knew you're the one My, oh my, my, oh my
0: And so on and so forth And that's it for this edition of Now I am... Kadriya Ahmed.